What's up, Dunwoody? If you haven't heard part one with Tom Lambert, you might want to go back and listen to that last episode. He talks about his past, and then we get into what can be done with the overcrowding at the schools. My name is Matt Weber. I'm the Dunwoody Realtor Dude. Justin Dyke is my co-host. He is founder of PoolDues.com. Brett Friedman from Village Orthodontics is our sponsor. You can find all of our information and more at whatsupdunwoody.com. Here's part two with Tom Lambert. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. All right, we're back with Tom Lampert, our uh, city councilman from District 3. That's a good district right there. It's you guys the best have district. All the walls up around your district so no other district people can get in. It's like, the, <laughs> it's like the Hunger Games. We take a train to it. No, we're a very open district. We, we allow everyone to come in. So, no. Uh, no you're, we, you're over there by Kingsley Lake. Is that what it's called? Kingsley Lake? Kingsley Lake, yeah. Okay. A lot, yeah. You know, a lot of people don't even know that's back there. Yeah. It's, it's a hidden gem in the city. Can you wake surf on it? It's like a lakefront property. (laughs) Wait, what kind of boat can you get on that thing? Only electric electric motors or human powered. So if you want to get out there with a little kayak, it is a a private lake, so you have to be a member. Um, Of what? Of the the lake community, because basically it's owned by the homeowners that surround the lake, and uh, they do allow a certain number of off-lake memberships as well. Uh, but it's a private like three. lake. I, and, and for the record, I don't I don't live on the lakes, but <laughs> I have a lot of friends that do, but I, I do not live on the lake. So, uh, but it, no, it is it's a great. Uh, yeah, you see a lot of pontoon boats out there with their electric motors. Uh, a lot of people kayaking. Occasionally, you'll see a you know sunfish sailboat out there if, if you get enough wind. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly a windy city, so no. you know that, that could trees. be. A, uh... <laughs> Let's get a party boat thing going out there regularly. That'd be fine. <laughs> Raising taxes is a hot button issue, um, but but it, Tom it, Lambert, advocate of raising taxes. <laughs> <laughs> One term, Tom Lambert. <laughs> no, but I think it's I think it is a worthwhile discussion to have to see what the, where the community stands on it and say, hey, listen, what's the priority of these certain items, and you know, and and there and there are other ways other than raising taxes to do that. You could do it through bonds, which is maybe some people consider it a backdoor tax. <laughs> yeah, talk talk about bonds. How does that work exactly? Well, I've, I've heard a lot of people throw that out recently. There's different ways of, of doing bonding. There's there's revenue bonds, which do not increase taxes. Uh, basically, it's existing funds. So, for example, the hotel motel tax, uh, there's a revenue stream that comes in from that. And if the city so decided, we could bond uh, some of that money based on the anticipated revenues from those taxes. And and the, the bond is all determined off of, hey, there's a, general, there's a revenue stream coming in and that's how it'll be paid back. So um, I'm actually in favor of bonding in that way because let's build things today. You know, the city's been very conservative and it's, it's served us well, um, saving up money until we were able to build a project. The problem with that is, number one, the people that are getting the benefit of that project are people a decade from now. You know, so the people that have paid for it aren't necessarily the ones getting the benefit of it. And, you know, another problem uh, with just saving up the money and doing it that way is building cost inflation. Um, You know, Atlanta has, I believe, the second highest building cost inflation in the country behind, I think, Austin, Texas, about 12 to 14 percent a year. So a project they may cost you a million dollars today, five years from now, maybe up to, you know, two, three million dollars. And so that money that you're saving up isn't catching up as fast as, as the cost of the project. So build it when it's cheap. Build it when it's cheap. And then, and then also, quite honestly, you get to enjoy it today. The citizens get to enjoy it today. So I think, I think there are definitely benefits to doing bonding. You, obviously, you've got to pick the appropriate projects and you've got to be smart about it. You don't want to just start because, in essence, you're borrowing money and you don't want to 
put yourself in a hole. But I think it's a smart way to do certain projects. Um, you know, I'd love to see our trail system get a jump start through the bonding process. I think that's a great way to do it. You know, the hotel motel tax, um, it's a great use for that because getting that trail system going up in the perimeter center area, uh, it, it's something, number one, that the, the guests and patrons of those hotels will, will get benefit from. So I think the hotels would certainly support that. And I, and I think the community would as well. You know, we've got the bridge over from Georgetown. Georgetown Bridge. It, which is, that thing is phenomenal. Yeah. And, and it's now we need to continue that network through the perimeter center area. Uh, we do have a trail going in. In front of the, in, right in front of the mall, uh, a commuter trail. It's going to be great. We've got a was just approved a project on Monday night. Um, the the old Brio site um, where PF Chang's is. Part of that project is going to be a commuter trailway along that section. So it's going to be a lot of connecting the dots along the way. But I'm going to walk over and get some uh, PF Chang's goose soon. <laughs> Geese won't be there. It's fresh. It's fresh. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be. <laughs> but so yeah. has any did anything changed with that? Like. The layout, are they still planning on doing adding the hotel later? And yeah, so as, as the project was approved, they they did they left an open section there that is for now going to be green space. It's uh, just going to be it looks like it's just a giant lawn so with maybe Dunwoody a few is going to get what they want briefly, briefly a little field. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, no, and for the record, I was I was a, the lone no vote on that. Yeah. and. Um, uh, on that project, and you know there are good elements to it. There, I love the trailway. It's just um, another shopping center. Though. That's what my vision. My take was. I mean, we we have a comprehensive plan uh, of what we want the city to be, and this was not consistent with that, and not for that area. We have a perimeter center overlay that calls for gathering spaces, community spaces, um, you know, public parks, um, and, and, and that type. Of, and, and this just wasn't it. I mean, you know, I think. I think Dunwoody's a first-class city. I think we deserve the best, but you don't get what you deserve. You get what you're willing to accept. And if we're willing to accept less from the developers, you know, the, the, the common comments we were hearing was, well, at least it's better than what we got. Well, if that's our bar for development, we're, we're never going to get to where we need to be. I think we need to raise that bar. And I think we need to ask more of the developers and to, to give us the types of placemaking community areas that we're looking for. So that was the reason I voted no. I just didn't think it was consistent with our with our comprehensive plan and is that what you're doing with the village too are you pushing regency to we are and we're actually having a meeting uh coming up uh public meeting june 29th which um at at vintage and one to four on that saturday we're going to be uh, meeting with the community getting feedback but we are we're working with regency there we're looking at ways that we can redevelop that area into what most of done what he wants it to be. Wait, you're going to take those opinions and just hand them to Regency and say this is what we want, or no? Well, our community, say, Regency, you need to. This guy this. said he's <laughs> in favor of it. We we are working with a consultant, and we're working with Regency, and we're trying to put that together with with coming up with a plan for it. Uh, you know, getting rid of that big massive parking lot in the middle, and and trying to bisect that with some 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 roads and some some green areas and some community you know small spots um but it's to their activate land. it they're, they're, it is their land they're and, down and with communicating with you guys and actually making they changes. are they are at the table and they are talking with Good. us so it's our it's our hope you know and one of the one of the things one of the ways that the city can take leadership is you know again working closely with the, with the, the landowners with regency but we, doing our part as well maybe encouraging development by investing in the infrastructure around there, putting additional lighting and sidewalks and trailways that lead to there. So you're almost kind of forcing them to to say, hey, wow, yeah, now we've got to do something. So uh, so it, again, it, none of these things are simple and, you know, flat. It's it's a lot of levels and it takes it takes a lot of working with different 
groups and different people. But you know, hopefully, you know, I, th- I think it's I think the city it's important for the city to be active in in those discussions and and you know pushing the developers to give us a little bit more. And, and again, it's their decision, and they're, they're going to be financially uh, driven. But um, if we're not evolving and you know, cities are dynamic things; they're not static. And if we're not moving forward, we're kind of falling behind. And so, hopefully, we can continue to. You know, I, I'm I'm excited for the possibilities. I've seen some initial renderings of of ideas. I, I don't know how receptive Regency is to them, uh, but hopefully, in this meeting, we'll find out and um, have something that we can start working towards. Justin likes having lots of slides around town. So maybe <laughs> if you could slide from one location to the next. That would, that would be, be great, cool. just being able to slide yeah, all the way across town. Yeah, that's what he was hoping for. I've never said anything about slides. Yeah. <laughs> not, not in 50 episodes. I thought we'd bring it back, though. The walk of shame, like in uh, oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what no. about you've had two Game of Thrones references? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yep, I, I, was, I was a big fan of the show. <laughs> what do you think about the ending? The last season was a little bit lazy in my books, but you know it was okay. It was I'm I'm, I'm not on you the. You can't say those first three episodes were lazy. That's well, no, no, but it was. I shouldn't say lazy. It was rushed. This could it, cost it was, you votes, by the way. <laughs> it was. It was rushed. It seemed. It seemed like they tried to do three seasons. I mean, it was like. But wait, Night King's dead. Wait, that's all over. What? Yeah, no. <laughs> episode three. Move along. What? Move along. We got three more episodes. What's going to happen? So yeah, but um. <laughs> I liked it. I think I was the only minority that enjoyed it. If you didn't go on the internet right afterwards and read all the bashing, you were like, "That was a great episode," and then you're like, "Oh wait, was it?" You know. So yeah, well, I, you know, honestly, I think they had set the bar so high with with their character development and the storylines that I mean, they almost couldn't live up to their own success because i mean <laughs> those first seasons were amazing and and, it, and i and i think part of it quite honestly is people did, didn't want it to go so right so you knew the end is coming they were just you, angry that it was just angry that the show was going away but that's but, the hbo way they can never close it like boardwalk empire even sopranos sopranos yeah, yeah it's like yeah great shows that people aren't happy with the ending and maybe maybe it's because they just don't want the show to end i love that my favorite meme was there was one that said um hbo my watch has ended <laughs> <laughs> oh no canceling tomorrow hbo sponsor of our show yeah exactly <laughs> all right so what else is going on in the city the um what, what about, tell us about brook run you excited about brook run um this is like thrilled. my favorite thing to talk about i so. love brook run I, I i'm so happy with what we're doing there the work is underway i actually walked the trail the, a couple days ago and uh they're they're going at it back there in the back where we're gonna have the multi-use fields um, they're putting in, it looks like they're starting to get the underground attention in back there. Uh, they ran into some, uh, some of the old foundation of the old hospital that was back there. Uh, had to, so that, they had to get, dig that up. But from what I've told, it's not going to add to the expense nor the timeline of the project. So it was something that they anticipated might be there or hoping it wouldn't be, but it was kind of anticipated. So, uh, but I'm, I'm excited. It's, you know, um, there may be some growing pains over the next year, certain, but you know, the majority of the park will remain open through the construction. Uh, there may be some temporary closures just for safety reasons as, as the project moves forward. But every, everything else, you know, the, the, the playground, the, the skate park, the community garden, the dog park, all those areas should remain open throughout. So uh, I'm just real excited. I think it's, it's something that we really need. I mean, I have two kids that play a lot of sports. Uh, I've been a, a coach. I was on the board at, down at Murphy Candler. I've coached for years, and so I, I have a definitely know the value of youth sports and athletics, and and also I'm well aware of the shortage of facilities 
for those events. Uh, there's just a, a major shortage of field space. So adding those yeah, two. You had talked about bonds. That's a bond, a bond I would vote for. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. If we never had parks. to go to Murphy Candler again, a parks bond. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm serious. I'm not joking around. Yeah. Like if we had what Murphy Candler has, that'd be great. The Dunwoody version. Yeah. We don't have a lot of space though. That's that. That's the challenge is 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 finding space. Um, so, but but we ha- we have the space in in Brook Run, and, and we're going to put those two field. I, and I know they're going to be getting a lot of use. Uh, we're already been approached by so many people. Hey, I want we want to get in. You know, either the high school teams, uh, youth groups and all that kind of stuff. So um, we are going to run a recreation program down there, a soccer program. The Chiefs are going to run that for the city, uh, but it will be a recreation program and they're not going to have an exclusive use. There will, there will be open times for other, you know, just for open play yeah. for, for other organizations. Um, you know, I know, like I said, some of the high school teams are looking to use that for practice space because field space is limited at the high school. So those, those fields will be well used and they're going to be a great asset to the community. Um, the, uh, the great lawn and the, and the pavilion, I'm, thrilled about that too because i think that gives us that community gathering space that we don't necessarily have formally we've kind of we've you know obviously food trucks we, we try to do that up there and and certainly we it's worked out well uh you know some of the you know the arts fair you know down in the village area but having it that big open area there where we can really have a big community event and and the pavilion i'm looking forward to having shows down there as well i, I think it's just going to be great i think what are you hoping for I'm hoping Van Halen opens up for us. So, but uh, what about a cover band? <laughs> That's probably the route we're going to have to go. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't know if uh, necessarily all of Dunwoody would agree on my ch- musical choice there. I haven't done what he opened up, but you know, we'll, Great, I mean, having a uh, Van Halen open for us. But Grateful yeah. Dead cover band. How about that? I think they'd come out for that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, and, and honestly, you know, some of these cover bands are great, and yeah. obviously they come a lot cheaper than the real bands. Yeah. So. I think it would be cool to have, like, a you pick a certain, you know, time frame and pick a certain genre and have all the cover bands from there, you know? That would be like great. A nice Almond Brothers, maybe some Led Zeppelin. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm hoping that we open that pavilion in, in a grand way and, and, and continue to have... You know, regular events down there. I mean, that's that's why we have it. Put so what you're done saying, Woody Stock. Well, you're, so you're saying that like one year you did the '60s, then the next you do '70s, then '80s. That would people would get I, pumped up for I that. I think I'm just down for '70s, really. <laughs> '80s would be cool too. Yeah, like a bunch cool. of hair bands. Well, it gives people an entire year to look forward to what the next. Yeah, that's you know, true. Or you just rotate it within the same year, right? You could have '60s one week, '70s another week. That's true. Yeah. 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 Oh. That way you don't have to wait a whole year. Yeah. <laughs> people aren't patient these why days. Why make right? it like that's that? True, that's true. <laughs> It's it's instant gratification age. We need it now. So. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm really excited. I think they will be able to have a lot of uh, great community events there. Uh, so that that's going to be just a great asset. And and how it's all going to flow together with the, the new ball fields um, over at at Peachtree, uh, the the two baseball fields. Yeah, we're, I saw they were doing the football field, the turf on the football. They're going to be working it on or grass. On yep, the they're going to be putting grass back on the in the field and cleaning that up, so it'll be much more usable as well. So yeah, I'm really excited about all the things that are happening at the park. It's going to be great, and uh, I and virtually everyone else I talk to is excited about it too. So it's going to be great, Kent. And it'll definitely be done by Lemonade Days, right? It's supposed to be finished by December 31st. Okay. So that is what we're told. Obviously, weather and other factors may. Affect that, but we're so February. They're 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 pretty confident, yeah, but yeah, the 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 big deadline we said it is it has to be ready for like eight days. So and I'm pretty confident it will be. I mean, obviously there's things you can't control, but you're gonna have to go down there and be like, you guys got some explaining to do. I'll, I'll get I'll grab my hard hat and a shovel yeah, and get yeah. to work. But you left a bunch of trash down here. <laughs> I think you could blend in with a hard hat on. Oh yeah, they yeah. Could, they'd take you. Out. Hard hat and a clipboard, you can get into the White House. Yeah. So what um if 
for the listeners who want to get in, involved, you know, maybe a younger version of you, like, where would you start? Or even myself. Like, How I, do I we become like to get Tom Lampert? Some planning boards <laughs> or something like that. Where's a good start for somebody to jump into the city work? I, I, well, you know, so we have a, a volunteer committee um, that, and you could go down. If you want to be, it depends on the level of activity active you want to be if you want to just be more informal then get together with the, the volunteer committee and there's, there's a bunch of opportunities to do that um throughout the city if you want to t- up it step it up a notch and maybe get on a committee or commission or something like that uh th- there is an application you can fill out and you can check the box of th- maybe all right i'm interested in this not so much in that and then as openings come up because those are terms for all of those um you may get a call from the mayor and say, hey, you know, want to come in and talk about this? And and so that's a great way to do it as well. You know, my best advice is get involved with the things that you're passionate about. You know, don't do it just, don't get involved just to get involved, right? Because that might have a short shelf life for you. If, if it's something that you're passionate about and something that you believe in, then then you'll enjoy it and get much more uh, personal satisfaction out of it. And But you'll also probably do a much better job at it and probably stick with it longer. So find something you're passionate about, you know, and, uh, you know, whether it be sports, whether it be, you know, it could be through the churches, it could be through the, the parks, it could be, uh, it could be anything, sustainability, you know, whatever, whatever your interest is, schools, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do a big plug for the schools here. So get, right. inv- get involved with my schools group and, and, and help us, uh, get that going. That'd be a great one to do. <laughs> So what what would you really say you were running for mayor? What, what what's the one thing? Schools is that? All right, so let's make one thing important? crystal clear right here. He I am not, not running, running for mayor. <laughs> so let's not start yeah, that. You got rumor. two more years. On your <laughs> so let's not start that rumor. But um, you know, schools is a, is an important issue, but it's it's not really a city issue. So it's not. It wouldn't be something that I would campaign on because we do not control the schools as much as we would love to have our own independent school system. Um, it's. And it's something that I think we should work towards, even though it's, you know, an incredibly difficult hurdle to clear because it, it requires a, a constitutional amendment of the state level. And once you get out of Metro Atlanta, people don't want you messing with the schools because you get out into rural, you know, down in Lowndes County and all those areas. That's all you know, got. The school system is in most of those counties is the largest employer. So yeah. they don't want you messing. They don't want to change the Constitution that might mess with what they got. So um, it's it's a very difficult hurdle to clear. I think it's still one that's worth pursuing and and, and, and staying on top of. I mean, they told us 10 years ago that the city of Dunwoody would never happen. And here we are today. So um, but it is we can't put all eggs in that basket because if that's what we're hoping for, then, you know, we, we may never unfortunately get there so we've got to have the plan b and and like i said but so um when it comes to the schools i you know i I just refer back to hey let's let's as a city let's come together as a community prioritize what's most important to us and take that and try and work with the school system you know and and hopefully get it resolved that way i think i think i think you can achieve a lot more through collaboration and confrontation so let's maybe change the the style of dealing with the school system that we've had, and we might get better results, I hope. And running on an issue is probably the worst, or a single issue is probably the worst thing to do, because you're, you're going to say, all right, I'm going to be the mayor that's going to like legalize pot and Dunwoody, and then two <laughs> years later, it didn't happen. People are like, what's up? He's the pot guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's still against the law. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Tom, thanks a lot for coming on. Absolutely. Um, enjoyed it, guys. Really appreciate it. We'll have to have you on in the future. And the school thing, that's going to be a big topic. So It is going to be a big thing. We'll have to jump back on with you. Absolutely. You know, we're going to be facing redistricting coming up uh, in the fall. So that's it's certainly going to become a very important topic. So absolutely, I'll, I'll be happy to come back and discuss more of that as we 
move our school group forward and, and come up with some priorities for the, for the community and take yeah. those to the school system. Tell us how we can help. Absolutely. Absolutely.